OMG, please, please, please note, sometimes this podcast isn't for the kids. Listener discretion is advised. If you are looking for Russian language lessons. Now? A podcast that's only about Star Trek? <laughs> a, co- a code to save 15% online at Sephora. Do you actually have that? Because I want that. Um, no. Okay. Or if you're looking for a podcast that is family friendly for all your road trip needs, we somehow have 42 episodes now, so you could get across the country and back, depending on the country. <laughs> the, then sadly, this is this not, not the podcast for you. For you. I said podcast. Pa- <laughs> <laughs> That's Haley. I'm Sarah. And resistance is futile, bitches. Oh my god, we got a round table. Round table. Round table. Oh god, people are just no one. I just why does why does anyone I I mean I enjoy it when I (laughs) I think back, but I don't know. I don't know how anyone else tolerates it. I don't know that anyone actually does. (laughs) Mm -mm. No, this is right. You got no listeners, not even your parents anymore. Not a- <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks, thanks, mom and dad, for listening to Chain of Command, the worst one. Like, and by worst, I mean best, because it was really like the best episode. But like I said, so many things that they should not know that I know about. Four sixty nine. You, you talking about how you had a crush on my dad? I he didn't even bring that up. I was like, okay, I don't know. Fuck. Oh God. We just listen. Oh my God, we should listen. We won't. But we should do a reaction yeah. video to Chain of Command. I don't know. We should. It should we... be a podcast. TikTok. Uh, my tack tack. <laughs> Active. Uh, okay. Um, so what's going on? We've got round table. This is where yeah. the, this is the non-trek related, obviously. <laughs> do you want me to go first? I'll go first. I do, yeah. I have a question Please. for you. Have you watched oh, okay. Jury Duty yet on Amazon Prime? I yeah, so we watched the first episode. <laughs> the first so James Marsden, Mart whatever. Yeah. What what a guy. Like I, oh. I recognize him from, you know, the movies, but yeah. what a what a guy. Like he plays such a great Oh, it's great. You just um, so you just seen the first episode. Just the first one, because like it's kind of hard to believe that the yeah. guy doesn't know, but I also feel like he probably doesn't know. Yeah. It, and, I finished yeah. it yesterday. I it 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 gets a little like it's worth it just to go through it and watch it. Just cool. watch the whole thing. It's great. Uh, James Marsden is hilarious. Awesome. Um, the only other person I recognize is actually a member of the jury, and he was uh, he was a character on Parks and Recreation. SOA. Oh, uh, maybe. But he looks like if you're thinking of the guy, the tall one with the dark shaggy hair, like yep. the older one. Yeah, yeah. He, he worked in the um, sanitation department on Parks and Recreation. No way, um, Brad knocked him out of the park he was like that guy's like i would totally know that's an actor right there too but um yeah so funny it's super funny it's super cute i really it's worth yeah if you get like a little bored in the middle or just keep going it's great okay great um they they seal it up like 
it's oh, it's really nice. Fun. And those who oh. are who are listening, this is a mockumentary style comedy show where it's um about jury duty. And the thing is, is that everybody is actors. All of it's fake except for one guy in real life who thinks that he's actually doing jury duty and it's just they're all so everyone's in on it except for this poor guy you can see them like kind of breaking sometimes in the background like giggling and they're like because they're like oh my god this is ridiculous so yeah yeah awesome i'm Um, looking forward to watching more yeah other than that um as spoken in the patreon i've been working on my tennis lessons i just finished my reiki level one training i'm doing this biggest loser contest right now um it goes until june 30th i'm down seven pounds already i've been working Jesus. my ass off i'm like working out every day doing tennis doing golf i'm doing weight watchers with my food um i walk the dog like i have to get at least 20 i try to get twenty thousand steps a day it's usually between 15 and 20 and then i do a workout video at least once Jesus a day mother i cannot get that i in. feel amazing which is great yay and we're going camping in a couple weeks, uh, two weeks, the 10th, 9th, 10th, 11th. We're going to Oregon for one of those uh, car shows we used to go to all the time. And so we're going to sleep in the car trailer because we don't have any camping equipment. And I'm like, that's cool. The car trailer is like nice and enclosed. We can fit the air mattress in there. Perfect. So that's maybe like a little. And Frank. Yeah. And Frank. And Frankie Does too. Anything- does anything have to happen for you to bring him across the border? No, we just have to take a picture of his food. Oh, no, because it's just dry kibble. That, that we'll bring his papers to show that he's got his shots and like, but no, it's other than that. Because we took oh, George. Great. Yeah. yeah. And we booked our trip for Toronto. We're going to Toronto in September to see the Blue Jays. What date? Uh, the end of September. Like 20-something, whatever's around there. On the 20th, we'll be heading to Hawaii. What? Aloha. Yaloha. Yaloha. Uh, talk about traveling in different directions. Right. Or, the, or to meet, if you keep traveling yeah. that way, and I keep traveling the other way, we will meet. Or it'll be like this. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't um, see you. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe I missed that. Yeah, that's that's what's going on. Um, I got the screeners for Strange New Worlds for six episodes. I haven't watched one yet. I'm really excited though. That is so cool. When is it? Time. I just like this time of year. I am not going to watch TV unless it's my evening show before bed kind of thing. Like it's nice out. I want. I want a garden. I want to be outside. Like to watch. Yeah. Like, even just to watch this was like a bit of a struggle to watch. Like Star Trek. And I'm like, what am I going to do? It. I don't want to be in the house during the day on a weekend yeah and then you don't want it like you usually have shows that you watch in the but evening like, and you don't want to take them up with yeah. star trek but this one was really good this one was oh. somewhat worth was it, it? Yeah. somewhat yeah it was good how about you what's going on Talk um, to me. <clears throat> i oh so i've decided so like in my paring downness I am starting to use like bronzer for like eyeshadow not just like bronzing and contouring oh, yeah. and so it's a lot like my makeup is a lot lighter because I don't have to use so much fucking eyeshadow on me and so just it's all about the natural beauty now mm-hmm. and so that's been a, a cool revelation just in the last couple of days um 
Uh, I'm trying to learn the theme to Succession on the piano. So once that's done, I'll play it. I was going to ask you <laughs> if you were. I was yeah. like, I really want to get a piano. Oh, have, do you know how to play? I, I took lessons when I was little and then I stopped yeah. when I was like 10 to start playing the flute. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, still, you know how to read music, which is like half the battle. And then if you know. The placement eight, on the thing. Yeah. Yeah middle C uh so that's happening but I'm not practicing very much so it's slow go um oh I so I was TikToking, and this chick was just like you know what I my therapist told me like the best thing the other day or she made it up I don't fucking know anyway she was talking about like if you're feeling anxiety about the future or whatever like you don't know what's coming you don't know how to prepare everyone feels that way I think sometimes and she's like yeah I just like pretended a lot of mental health wellness is about pretending um, that she got a message from her future self saying you got everything you wanted and it all worked out. And then she like felt the feeling, you know, like the secret where you feel like uh -huh. the goodness and then like her anxiety dropped a bit. And so I tried it too. Not that I'm like, I don't, you know, there's stuff happening in the future for sure. But like, yeah, I just thought like, Oh, it all works out. And like, suddenly I'm not worried anymore for five minutes. It's great. I, think there's a book you should read for two reasons um Ooh. one it might help you get over your fear of the moon <laughs> two it might help with, <laughs> with that type of um energy thoughts and stuff it's called moonology i actually have the oracle cards as well and it talks about like you get a lot of the science of the moon like the phases of the moon and how it works and the whole like eclipses and the, what the new moon means versus what a full moon means but it also talks yeah, about no the idea. importance of using the energy of the moon to get what you want and know what you should be focusing on if it should be time to relax it should be time to push through and persevere because we're more mm. in sync with the moon than we think we are even like it's a 29 day cycle which is isn't that different from a woman and their different cycles and like there's a lot of really interesting stuff that's been on in history for thousands of years where people have just paid attention to the moon and so I just started reading it and it's actually kind of like kind of fun I could see it sorry I just looked outside and I saw there's a the full moon is on um Saturday it's the strawberry it's the strawberry moon really that's yeah got, it's got a lot to go oh I guess it's only Monday I could just see half of it right now hanging out like the waxing phase or watching something right me. I can't remember but yeah. But maybe the more you learn, the less you'd be scared of it. It's true. Knowledge is power, as I like to say. You, I've never heard <laughs> anyone say that, but you, that's your thing. <laughs> she put it on a t shirt. John was saying, so that comes from like this meeting that John was having with this person who always would say, well, as I like to say, and then said something like very common. Yeah. I think that's what it's from. <laughs> anyway, as I like to say, matter. have a great day. As I like to say, <laughs> with with great power comes great. Well, you know the rest. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's kind of all I got. Oh, um, I also did a little research on the fleet formation from the episode of Picard where uh, the Borg uh, assimilated everybody. Because I thought yeah, you the did. Fleet, yeah, the fleet formation was telling me a secret message. Was nope. it? No. Nope. Oh. Really. No, wasn't giving you like the, the auto numbers to win or no, no. I even went to like memory alpha. So no, no, that's, that's it. Nothing okay. doesn't mean anything. It's all she nothing wrote. Mean, nothing means anything. As I like to say, <laughs> <laughs> Bob's your uncle. <laughs> he is my great uncle. Cool. Rob, Robert, Bob, Robert, Bobby, uncle Bob, Bobby uncle B. Bob. 
Um, hi, Uncle Bob, if you're listening. Um, before so. we go any further, let's talk about our sponsors. I'll I'll do it. Do you want to? Do okay. it? I'll do it. Hi. You do it. Okay. Sure. Hello. Hello, my friends and listeners who don't know me and then are we friends? Sure, of course we are. Uh, it's time to talk about our incredible sponsors, fan sets. You know them. You got them. You want more. You trade them with your posse. Fansets <laughs> is an incredibly hardworking group of badasses who are almost always busting out fantastic new pins to add to your growing collection. And we want to help you build that biblical display by offering you a 10% discount. Just punch in Trek Geeks in all caps, one word, at checkout and enjoy that discount. Get it. Um, on a personal note, I'm very much looking forward to seeing all their goodies and those wonderful folks in Vegas this August. I'm going to load up. So look out. Elbows up. I'll be at that table shopping. Fan sets. Our pins have character. As I like to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We watched um, The Best of Both uh, Worlds. Yeah. Full disclosure, I did not watch part two. And you'll see how I did with paying attention to part one in my <laughs> synopsis. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's do it. Busted. Um, oh, as my work computer um, turns off, there we go. Just get a little tappy tap to the mouse thing there. There, Still online. Busy. <laughs> Status set to busy. Do not disturb. Yeah. Are you on do not disturb? That's smart. No, I didn't even think about doing that. Okay. Captain's log. Too, too fast. I missed it. The numbers. He went fast. It starts <laughs> off with ominous music like big time like they want to go see some colony and there's been no response and so the music's like this is a big deal more than usually guys so pay attention and they beam down to the center of town and it's just like a big old hole in the ground it's like a pit a fairly pit that is a parks and recreation reference um so then you get the opening credits and again i missed the number for whatever star date this is because it's like ugh, too many numbers um we have an admiral hansen that's there and uh commander shelby but let's go back to the admiral hansen is that like a relative of annika hansen aka seven of nine i it's hansen s-o-n and i think she's hansen s-e-n oh bop okay so this is <laughs> this is their great 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 grandson admiral hansen Okay, uh, just making sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then so there's Shelby, and she's got like my grad hair. She sucks. Uh, and there is uh, talk that the Borg are responsible for whatever's going on. And Shelby, the eager beaver, is saying that she's got plans for defense or something. I don't know. I'm already drowning here. Um, holy crap! The turn, the, the the chair turning. Patrick Stewart looks so young. Holy crap! Um, yeah, he's like pretty sexy, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, so I instantly stopped paying attention because I had to go find out how old is he during the filming of this. And so now I'm looking it up and okay, yeah, no, there is a plot here. The Admiral says that Frakes has been offered a captain position, but anyway, he's 50 years old in this episode. Really? Yummy. Yeah, and Frakes is just 38 years old in this episode. What? He's just a little baby. Oh, baby. I know. 
Anyway, um, so the first half is semi-boring. Uh, Freaks is debating about Freaks. Riker, you know, for those of you who don't know, Jonathan Freaks <laughs> plays Riker. He's debating about leaving because he's been given an opportunity to be a captain and Troy is all in his face about it. And he's like, I don't want the job. I don't, and don't call me seasoned. Um, meanwhile, Shelby is running around all excited and hot and bothered and wanting Freaks' job. And then the music gets tense again and a ship is on its way to, I don't know, meet the Borg or go find a ship in distress. I got busy online shopping. Didn't buy anything. Ooh. Save my money. Um, but I was tempted. Um, yeah. Oh no, it's a Borg ship. Their shields are being drained. Jordy is recalibrating and they're firing weapons. And then they try to reverse engines, but they don't move. They keep firing fancy shots. And Data is like, yeah, nothing. Their, their ship is fine. And then Jordy has to evacuate engineering. He does a hot drop and roll. And Shelby jumps in like she freaking owns the place and she sucks. But her plan got them released from the tractor beam I hadn't picked up on. And they warp out of there at a warp nine. The ship pursues them. We find out 11 are dead, eight unaccounted for down in engineering. Uh, then Brad dropped some smoked pork loin in front of my face. So I lost track oh, of the show again because he'd been using the smoker all day. And it looked really good. And it was really, really, really good. But I heard that Shelby wants to separate the saucer section or something at some point. So that's where <laughs> she's at. Um, she would. Uh, yeah. The Borg um, are waiting as the ship is hiding, like in a really purple, pretty purple cloud. Uh, and there's a guy in like a mustard robe working in engineering. And I'm, I don't really know what that is. I saw that through the side eye. I'm like, okay, well, it's the proper mustard color of the uniform, but it's like, it has like a belt. It's a jacket. So like, was he woken casual. up in the middle of the night and asked to start working <laughs> and he couldn't even change? Like they're in a pink purple cloud. Like they're fine. Um, Picard goes and sees, um, well, he, he runs into Guinan, uh, who's sitting in the corner, all creepy of 10 forward. And Picard says that he's touring the ship before battle. Um, mm -hmm. and that there's, you know, that's a, a whole moment and depressing. And the Borg are now on the bridge and Worf shoots a few of them, but they adapted to the new frequencies. Riker's thrown, Worf is down, and then Picard is taken. It's like mm. the movie Taken with Liam Neeson, but with Borg. Um, the special effects are very 1990 in, oh. in, in a good way. Like it's, okay. it's fun to watch. And then you get like a real good close up of the carpet. Like, Oh God, like that carpet, like the colors, like everything is screaming 1990 and it's, it's so beautiful. Worf is running up to a station. Riker's back up. They're pursuing because, well, they stole the captain. Uh, O'Brien can't get a lock on Picard. Riker sounds defeated. They are mm. all going to Sector 001, the Terran system, which is Earth, because that's where the Borg are going. Um, Picard has walked through the Borg ship, and you get to see the full size and scope of the big square. He says yeah. he will fight. <laughs> they say resistance is futile. It's so epic. He has chosen to be, they've chosen him to be the voice that, like, lures humans and Oh snap, Riker is going to spank Troy later for her reminding him that his place is on the bridge when he wants to go get him back. Oh snap. It's true. It was a moment. There was some heat up in there. It was good. Um, Bev at L go to the ship to get the captain, and he's aboard now. Bye. Uh, Data holds back Bev as Worf runs to him, but he's zapped because there's a force field and Shelby beams him out. Um, they're on the ship and Riker's like, yo, where, where's my boy at? And Worf's like, he is a Borg. Uh, they argue. 
Riker wants to fire. Shelby wants to talk to the Admiral about coming back or going after him. The Borg ship is calling them now. It's Patrick. He's Lacutus now. Bye. <laughs> I'm Jean Shallot now. Bye. <laughs> what the hell? What an episode. Yes. I, I could tell you loved reason, it. <laughs> no, I think the reason I struggled is because I do love, like, this is the best of the split episodes in my personal opinion. I've seen it a billion times. So mm. to have to watch it and try and pay attention to write a synopsis, I found to be a bit of a challenge. Cause really I was more interested in just like, like this would be a great one to like embroider to and listen to the dialogue that I know so well and like look up at things. But, but when I actually had to like really focus on it, I was kind of like, okay, it's actually a little slow going because I know what happened. Yeah, I know. And so it's the second episode that has more of the excitement because you have the rescue. This one's just the build up to the biggest cliffhanger in Star Trek history, in my yes. opinion. And I can see how this would have been like a devastating, like the first time you watch it live and you're like, uh, it's June. You, you tell me I got to wait till the end of September to see the rest of this bad boy. Like, yeah, it's a it's a brilliant episode. It's just for this t context, it was a bit of like a. I get it. it there was a lot of dialogue. It was very, like there was no, it yeah. was just very dialogue heavy, very strategy focused. The soundtrack, yeah. it was, though. Ugh, John Williams. Yeah. <laughs> Fight me. <laughs> kind of come at me. Prove um, me wrong. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know ultimately that he, Picard is rescued. Um, yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah right but i don't really remember and so i really wanted to kind of enjoy the second part by getting your take on it because i think it'd be more enjoyable for me to listen to your synopses on it totally um i can do that within the time allotted before we have to restart this free zoom three minutes and 24 seconds yeah so i opened up trello which is our note keeping application for this podcast and i uh forgot that i needed to do a synopsis for part two so i quickly did one so, so Picard continues his identity crisis as Lacutus. He's like, what do I even like anymore? Earl Grey tea or the collective's 100% Arabica beans espresso? And I say, why not both? And then I remember the Borg probably don't even have a kettle or mugs. No. He's in a bad way. Meanwhile, they're still on their way. <laughs> They're still on their way to Earth, and the Admiral, who's had a haircut since the previous season, thank God, is still somehow in charge of the whole deal. Everyone's meeting at Wolf 359, including, presumably, a young Ensign, Shaw? Would he have been an Ensign? <gasps> yeah, or he was he like a... Yeah, I can't remember Amanda? what he said. I don't remember I either. Anywho's... He was just a dipshit from Chicago. Uh, he was just there. Why? Why did they save him? Also, there would be uh, Captain Benjamin Sisko's wife. Did she? That's the first episode of D Space Nine. Is you get the stink eye from Sisko at Classic Picard. I mean, you know, he did some damage that day. God, he sure did. Whew. Wesley's bright idea to use the deflector dish doesn't work. Uh, yet it doesn't dissuade me from still loving him. Riker's captain now and make Shelby his second in command I refuse to say number one because there are only two number ones one is Riker and the other one is bathroom related <laughs> they, get to, they get to Wolf 359 and it's a fucking wasteland 
The Melbourne is adrift. Hansen is dead. They try to arrange a talk with the Borg, but the Borg refuse. However, in doing so, the Enterprise is able to locate Locutus. Then, classic saucer separation, which I feel costs like millions of dollars because it's not reversible, right? And then I like looked it up and it is. Because like, why would it be not reversible? To, to this day, to today, I've thought that it was never reversible and that's why they always got a new ship. I just forgot that they went into all those battles and the ship got hurt. It got, <laughs> got hoit. Um, Shelby suggests using the star drive section to attack the Borg and Riker's like, bitch, please, and uses the saucer section to scatter an attack that disrupts the Borg defenses and allows Worf the opportunity to beam aboard to retrieve the captain. Anyway. Welcome We're back. back. We're back. Worf, yeah, so Worf has the opportunity to, to retrieve the captain. So he does, and the Borg don't even give a hoot. They just keep barreling towards Earth. In an, Focused. In an, I know. In an unnecessary nude scene, Picard breaks out of the collective. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> yeah. I, I was like trying to like peek over. I'm like, can I see? <laughs> And tells Data to get the Borg um, to think that they need to regenerate as a way to slow them down. Data does this, the Borg gets sleepy, and then a feedback loop builds and destroys the cube. Everyone feels shitty after, and even though the Borg are gone, it's just for now. Picard's like, that was tough, and decides not to go to therapy. The end! (laughs) (laughs) I want to know why this episode didn't... (laughs) This would have been like... have an idea that takes us from being one of the best episodes ever to one of the worst how come they didn't have q show up and save the day he's the one who brought the borg into their life anyway oh my god you're if right he's like he'd be so in love with picard it's his bestest friend his bestest schmench he should have yep. gone in there and rescued him it would have been so <sighs> dumb though like what a cop because so, yeah, be totally. like every episode q shows up and saves the day like oh yeah. hey you guys quit that they're stop, gone stop 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 that lovely so, so do you yeah. want to know what i thought i would love to know what you thought i fucking loved these episodes yeah i you thought had they a lot were great of fun watching them again too didn't i you? really i really did and you know what i think it's because as i'm re-watching tng it's like i'm watching it for the first time as a quote-unquote adult because you know i was watching it as a child i had no fucking idea what was going on i was too fixated on wesley and um you know that kind of shit so mm-hmm. it just it felt like extra exciting especially since just having watched Picard being able to go back to this like really like integral moment to the whole story um was so cool um in the first episode (laughs) when they were facing the difficult situation John was like we should probably send all our top people down and like they do right (laughs) like what the fuck every time it should have got a thousand people on it. You're telling me that none of them are available? They've all phoned in sick? <laughs> Why don't they have an away team? Why does the away team have to be the people on the bridge at that time? Uh-huh. Um, and then they landed on the planet and they stopped at that canyon. And I was like, and that's where the stage set ends. And John's like, oh, it's pretty good, though. I'm like, well, yeah, for the time. And he's like, what? Like, he was kidding. He's like, it looks like a Bob Ross painting. And I'm like, still confused, because I'm like, Bob Ross paintings are amazing. What do you mean? <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah. <laughs> Admiral Hansen. My my one question was, how did this difficult homeless man get in here? 
Like, it was so annoying. Just old man's fantasies? <laughs> oh. Um, I also thought... I forgot about that with Shelby, right? Yeah. This yeah. old man's fantasies. Like, old you might as well just fucking honk her butt as she walks out, like, oh, grab so ass. bad. Um, I thought that this was the season of Wesley. He's so cute. Uh, John asked, how do you play poker against a Betazoid? And mm. um, when Picard said, fire at will, and R- Riker's like, Will, what did I do? Um, <laughs> uh, I have nothing much else to say. The episodes were fantastic. We both wanted to continue watching. Um, the Borg might be the scariest enemy I've, I've ever heard of. Other than the Shrike. From a book called Hyperion by Dan Simmons, the Shrike impales people on a metal structure called the Tree of Pain. Tens of thousands of people are alive impaled on the tree. So the Borg are shitty, but the Shrike is probably shittier. Or the anyway. Reavers. Oh. Yeah, Reavers win. Those guys are the worst. They're the worst. Anyway, that's what I thought. You? Um... You didn't watch this second episode. I didn't watch. Was no, that enough? I, yeah, no, I love, I love this episode. Like, I mean, I look at my, my track record with Star Trek and like, I watched TNG when it was live, loved it, watched it over and over and over and over and over again, like obsessed as a kid. And yeah. then as an adult, like there'd be times when I'm like, I feel like watching Star Trek. And I usually would always go back to the same, like five or six episodes. Cause and, and effect. <laughs> it would always Every be time. lower decks genesis this and like rascals oh, and yeah. maybe like a a, a a q or a like the a q or a loxana funny one like there was always sure. like this the ones that i would consider like my favorites and so this is up there as one of my it's phenomenal it's so good it's so like although i will say my opinion may have changed now as an adult because I've been thinking it's come back to me a few times that we've been talking mm-hmm. chain of command man I fucking love chain of command that I almost might consider it a better two-parter um especially because I love Jellico Jericho Jellico Quantico uh, whatever his name is the Quantico. guy who takes over Quantico <laughs> from the FBI Waco. Uh, wait. Oh, okay. <laughs> Richard <All right>. Waco. <laughs> Either way, like I just kept thinking, I compare the two very much. Like they're two very strong Picards in danger. Yeah. And it's like, I like, like it's Borger Cardassians. You know, who would you do? Predator or. <laughs> well, we both already, we decided yeah. Predator. Yeah. Um, that was so funny when we were in the comic store and I'm like yeah. holding like the xenomorph and like holding predator. I'm like, which one? <laughs> Alien or predator? <laughs> predator. Um, At the same time, I'm like across the store. I'm like predator. Predator. <laughs> it's predator all the way. <laughs> he um, just needs the right girl. <laughs> I can fix it. It, whatever it is. I don't yeah. know what gender society they have in the world of Predator. Who knows? Um, I agree with you though. That like chain of chain of command versus best of both worlds. Hmm. Like I want to watch it right now. Now to start yeah, thinking about it. It feels a little bit more gritty. Like I yeah. feel like we just saw Picard was suddenly Locutus, and we only really saw him as Locutus a little bit. And this one comes later, so things have evolved. Uh, you get butt. I mean, it's got everything. It's got Cardassians. It's got butt. 
uh, and it's got uh, Richard Grieco as Captain. <laughs> Captain Grieco. Edward Jellico. Jericho. Jellico. Jellico. Yeah, because I think he said Jericho when we recorded as a joke. Either way, I like him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, this was phenomenal. It was a great episode. Wesley at his peak, finest, in his red, doing his thing. He can do no wrong. I know. Breaking hearts, saving lives. Like, so yeah. proud. Okay, so we've got some, we got lots of trivia and goofs and see it or, or stuff to talk about because this was a double hitter. Yeah. So, um, what would you like to do? Would you like to start with some of the trivia and goofs or what would you like to do? Yeah, let's do it. Do you want me to start? Sure. I like how we're just doing this off the seat of our pants. <laughs> <laughs> Wolf 359 is a real star. It is an extremely faint red dwarf, approximately 7.8 light years from Earth and the fifth nearest star to our sun. I have never heard of this. I have learned something today. Yeah. That's a fun what are fact. The other, what are the fourth, third, and second closest ones? I know the uh, first. Wolf 358, Wolf 357. <laughs> <laughs> and the Shrike. And um, Shrike. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, that's cool. Yeah. This episode is the first time the Borg's iconic catchphrase, resistance is futile, is uttered. I just want to see like some stats on how many bad dreams people had after the Borg were introduced into our universe because mm. like well I don't know maybe they really scare me because remember at the convention how in at the experience I like ran away from that one Borg in yes. in the because I was like this is real this also is he real. was coming at me I was like oh. what the hell this you episode don't... along with best of <laughs> I'm gonna read the whole thing yeah this episode along with Star Trek The Next Generation, Best of, best of Both Worlds, Best of Both Worlds, <laughs> Part 2, 1990, were listed <laughs> on TV Guide's 100 Greatest TV Episodes, ranking at number 36. So both episodes. 100 Greatest TV Episodes of All Time, 1990. I have a feeling that if we were to start doing it with new stuff, it might not make the list. When you think of yeah. shows like The Wire, Succession, uh, oh. some of the, like all these great shows that have, uh, you know, running through this true, world, True Detective, Breaking Seinfeld. Bad, Seinfeld, The Office, American Dad. Oh, side sideswipe, Office Corner. I've been, I've started to get back into listening to the Office Ladies podcast with Angela okay. and Pam yeah and i'm just kind of like now they have so many like i'm jumping around to some of my favorite episodes and i just re-listened i just listened to the podcast episode where they had just rewatched um goodbye toby and so that's the first one with holly it was so good oh. and then i just listened to the goodbye michael and uh how hard it was to film and how sad it was with steve carell leaving and i was like oh my god but i can't wait now to listen to the ones where robert california shows up and oh, oh they have so many good little back stories from like that's being so there. cool it's fun i still yeah. haven't listened to it but yeah that's all right i always need something new for when i'm walking the dog oh good call spoofed is it's me right yes yes spoofed in an email which circulated in the early to mid 90s in the spoof the enterprise destroyed the borg by uploading microsoft windows it can be found <laughs> online to this day by searching for the phrases microsoft defeats the borg or microsoft versus the borg did you look it up? No, I did not. Do you want me to? I'm looking it up right now. Uh, oh, here it is. It's a lost episodes transcript. I'm not going to write it. It's very long. 
I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to write it. I'm not going to write it either. Guinan mentions that her planet, along with its civilization, was destroyed by the Borg. This is later mentioned again in Star Trek Generations. 1994. Oh, good. Uh, Due to ongoing contract negotiations, it was uncertain whether Patrick Stewart would return for future seasons. Could you imagine? No. The ambiguous cliffhanger ending scene here could have allowed the show to kill off Picard and alter the command structure of the Enterprise permanently. Stewart opted to return and filmed several more seasons as well as future future films and spin-offs. Yeah, no shit. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah, Yeah, no. Thank God and no shit. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad that they didn't kill him off because it would have been just as um, jarring as Ooh. if they had gone with their idea for Wesley to commit suicide. Right. So I'm glad Ooh. that they didn't do that. Yeah. This is not Boy. a dark show. Let's keep no. it light, folks. Yeah. The reason for Dr. Crusher's inclusion with the away team who are tasked with inte- with attempting to retrieve Picard from the Borg was actress Gates McFadden. She plays Dr. Beverly Crusher. Had mentioned to Pillar, I guess he's a writer, that she Absolutely. thought it would be fun to fire a phaser as the character of Dr. Crusher was rarely, if ever, dire- directly involved in combat situations. Yeah, well, uh, fast forward to Picard where she's like opening season three as a total fucking badass. Also, like, Love that. I if I were the writer, I'd be like, bitch, these Borg can adapt, like, immediately to phaser fire. Why are you choosing this time yeah. <laughs> to, to fire a phaser? It's, like, the worst time. You will get assimilated. I don't know if you've heard. Resistance is futile, as Did I like that? to say. <laughs> <laughs> a Borg drone beams in near the emergency turbo lift, attacking Riker and Worf. When he beams out, he's near the ready room. Error. <laughs> Error. In the initial confrontation with the Borg, Riker orders full reverse. This order is never countermanded yet. When the phasers disable the tractor beam, the Enterprise remains stationary instead of immediately moving backwards. Oh, well, God. give them a hot minute to put it in yeah. reverse. It's a whole ship. That's just me logging in. Make sure there's no one parked behind you. Time. Right. When Worf approaches Picard on the Borg on the board ship, good one, Sarah. Actually, uh-huh. this is all copy and pasted from Internet. Oh, so they're wrong. Uh, they're wrong. He steps in between Borg drones who don't move to stop him. As the away team starts to beam out, the Borg drones are now gone. Continuity error. And finally, during the phaser battle on the Borg ship, a wire can be seen connected to the foot of the drone that Beverly kills. My goodness. Oh, God. What did they use? Like, you're fired. Wire? Fired. Yeah. Okay. This is to see it for sure, obviously. Would you rather be the person who was assimilated by the Borg or be the person put in charge to deal with the shit sandwich of a situation? (laughs) I would 100% be assimilated. Who doesn't want a gun for a hand? <laughs> right? I don't need to open jars anymore. I could just laser beam them open from my eye. Also, I would be a spy because I wouldn't be able to be fully assimilated for some reason. So it is possible I could become in charge of the ship for good intentions, like towing a ship home that lost power. Or I become in charge of the ship for bad intentions, like universal domination. Either or, I am happy. I guess ultimately, I end up doing both. <laughs> I'm in charge of like the ship and I'm also assimilated. 
yeah. also why I'm a ninja. <laughs> and also why I'm a ninja. What's that from? Family Guy. Lonely Island? No. Family Guy. Okay, you know what? I'm thinking Roy Rules, which is completely... Oh, that's from Saturday Night Live. Digital yeah. Short. Yeah. Roy Rules! Rules. Love to wear t-shirts. <laughs> Roy, Roy, won't you come with me? Roy, Roy rules. He works in an office. Oh, anyway, um, what would you do? Be assimilated or shit sandwich? <sighs> what would you rather? Yeah, what would you choose? You, yeah, what would you well, choose? Well, they're both Maybe. crappy situations because, like, they are a lot of pressure, a lot of stress. They're they're the Borger yeah. knew they don't know what to do. No. I don't want to have to deal with that. Well, maybe if I may. I, I'm I'm the person who was left behind to deal with the shit sandwich, but I actually already had pre-approved vacation, so it's not a problem. <laughs> I'm in the holodeck just enjoying maybe my last few days before oh, I get yeah. I'm just like, I no, love that. I'm off. Sorry. Can't can't hear you. My badge is off. It's in a drawer. Like literally on my way to Risa. Peace. Yep. Sorry. Good luck. <laughs> I'll That's I'll check my email. But Lol. when I get back, Lol. yeah, <laughs> I want one extra day just to kind of recoup and do my laundry. <laughs> uh, so oh good. man, um, so that was that. That was the best. Is it the best or is it the worst of both worlds? Um, tough to say. So, um. That does it for this um, episode. I was going to tell the listeners that for the next one, I was going to suggest we go back all the way to the beginning to season one and we do the neutral zone. Okay, but is that the one with the tar man? No. That's okay, as long evil. as it's not the one with the tar man, I'm willing to do anything. I am the tar man. Goo goo kajoob. Um, I have some Picard fast facts. I'd love to hear them. Because now we've gone through the series. We yeah. don't have Stranger Worlds yet to discuss. The episode premieres on the 16th. So maybe next time we record, we'll be able to talk about the first episode, perhaps. But um, I just took a little, uh, of course, Internet Movie Database. Thank you. Look a little, just a little digging around. Found some stuff. If you have it on your Trello and you want to share share these with me, let's, let's do it. Okay. Showrunner Terry Metalis stated that Catherine Janeway, Kate Mulgrew, was planned to appear in Seven of Nine's promotion scene, but was cut for budgetary reasons. Darn. Um, how much was it? Why? Maybe really? It was the last episode, and they were like just penny pinching to get it done. And that's like, a we have a hundred dollars left in our money, and we need to buy a first aid kit for the set. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's too I bad. Just- that that is too bad. That was a misstep. When Jack arrives on the Enterprise G on the Enterprise G's bridge to take his post, he jokingly says, "Helm, set a course for the Metallus system, maximum wharf." Wharf. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to say it. This is a reference to season three showrunner Terry Metallus. I look. Did Terry Metallus put all these fucking fastbacks in here? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Um, Beverly Crusher becomes the head of Starfleet Medical, which is a post yeah. she previously held when the character was absent from the second season of Star Trek, The Next Generation, 1987. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. 
Once Jack is fully assimilated as Vox, his Borg implants are in the same location and style as Picard's when he was assimilated as Locutus. Oh. Uh, like maybe every other Borg. Mm. I don't know. Mm. When you'd think they would do it all the same. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Why am I so, so judgy? judgy? Why am I judgy all of a sudden? Okay. After the threat of the Borg had been dealt with, the scene of the Enterprise D and Titan A flying over Earth with the sun peeking over the horizon mirrors the scene from Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, 1991, when the Enterprise A and Excelsior fly over Kittimer. Oh, that's nice. That's what I thought of. You? Absolutely. I didn't I mean, think about old immediately. country western with Eddie Morricone playing in the background or anything. I didn't think of any other sun peeking over a horizon scene and anything else I've ever mm. seen. I'm not that quick-witted and, or quick to think of these things anymore. I'm getting old. I just don't... I, I, I wasn't a huge fan of the original movies. So, mm. anyway. When Q meets with him, Jack Crusher tells Q that Jean-Luc Picard told him he was dead. To which Q accuses humans, and Jack in particular, of being pedantically linear. The exact same thing he accuses Jean-Luc of in All Good Things 1994. Aww. Good throwback. In the final pre-credits scene of the crew playing cards, the bird's eye view camera rotates in a way that makes the furniture into a top-down view of the Enterprise. The card table is the saucer and the empty chairs and lamps become the nacelles. Really? Did you notice that? I didn't notice that. That's really cute. I'm going to go back and look. Me I too. think that's just great. I want to go back and rewatch the last episode. Oh, the last episode was great. Do you think um, that they played poker for real? Um, I think that they probably have played poker for real in real life as friends. I don't think like right there in that moment they were actually trying real. to play. They probably have to yeah. keep being like, cut the lighting, cut. There's a yeah. bug, cut. Someone they else were sees. True. Acting. 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 <laughs> Love it. When Seven first takes Enterprise G to warp, she's told that she needs a catchphrase by the crew. The scene cuts just before she says it. A possible catchphrase could be Zoom. As Annika Hansen said when she played it with a toy board cube in Star Trek Voyager Dark Frontier. I would hope not. No, because then it just becomes an ad for the thing we're using zoom, right now zoom zoom oh yeah, zoom, zoom. Zoom, zoom. zoom 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 i hope it's something really stupid like zippity doodah <laughs> yeah really i just i i wonder i wonder what it was are you i um how did you feel about that that they left it out that they cut i it? hope she gets a series i think? would love well everyone's like talking about this idea they have of something called star trek legacy and people are making like fan like poster art and like bug and terry metallis and like you know have like have a new series and it's bringing in all these different people because trek is cool again and a trek has yeah. this there's a new energy of writers i mean terry metallis killed it like he knocked this out of the park his writing was phenomenal all the people that worked on the show that were writers were phenomenal the writers of discovery have been phenomenal the writers of strange new worlds are doing a great job yes. the the the, comp the music composition has been beautiful <gasps> yes. and perfect yes. and so this caliber of talent it's this generation that grew up with these shows they're adults now they're just as nerdy as we are about it they want to do it justice and so the actors are like 
this is really good material. I think that's why a lot of people in general are flocking to TV. I mean, big, big, yeah. big, big names are doing TV shows because there are some fabulous writers and yeah. you get to really sink into a character's backstory or depth or whatever. And I think there's a lot of actors from Star Trek who feel like their show was abruptly finished or their story <laughs> didn't get told the way they wanted to because 90s and women or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So I could totally imagine that like, I mean, Kate Mulgrew's already back doing the work she's doing on Prodigy. Oh, good. Admiral Janeway. And um, there's people who would love to hear more stuff about what's going on with the Enterprise. Is there stories to tell there? Is there more stories to talk about? D Space Nine, it's one of the most beloved series. People would love to know where's Kira? Where's Dr. Bashir? What's what's going on with them? Like, well, you only get a touch of Worf, right? Because he was on D Space Nine. That's true. If you're me, uh, you think that Dr. Bashir just goes to Battlestar Galactica because you confused the two actors. <laughs> but really, <laughs> he went Baltar. back in time to uh, Game of Thrones. And... Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, handsome. Yeah. Um, Great show. Yeah. And you saw the trailer for season two of Strange New Worlds. Yeah, it looks great. It looks it looks really good. I, yeah. I love how this show is so much like TNG or the original series, which these standalone episodes. In this episode, we're fighting this character or this creature. In this one, something wonky happens. In this one, someone gets a strange disease. And it's like, I like those standalone stories. I mean, of course, there's always going to be arcs of characters and that's going to go throughout. But like, yeah, there's some moments in there that look pretty good, including a saucy little kissing makeout session I was wanting to know more about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I am looking forward to it. And the Klingons. Happening. And the, and the robots. I'm just kidding. I don't know. It's the robots. What's a robot? <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else you'd like to say? Nah. You're good? Yeah. You're great? Yeah. Awesome. That's it. That's all. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Five Year Mission for the bitchin' tunes and to the Patreon members and our sponsors. And thank you to everyone else. Just you know who you are. Um, I don't know if anyone's ever rated or reviewed or given stars to this podcast on Apple, so do it if you want or don't, whatever. I just feel like that's something I'm supposed to say. Everyone um, says it. Yeah. yeah, and the Trek Geeks Podcast Network is on Patreon, so go support and listen to their other great, more professional shows. Or don't. <laughs> you like a hot mess? Then here we are. That's all I got. Love you. That's all we got. Bye. And as I like to say, to infinity and beyond. <laughs> as I like to say, till next time. Apparently, Apparently. as as you like to say, it's true.